Morning Show, the business podcast that whips your business into shape every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of The $100 MBA, a complete business training and community online over at 100mba.net. In today's lesson, you will learn how to close the sale on your sales page. In sales, there's the concept of closing the sale. Throughout the sales page, we're selling the product to our potential customer. We explain the problem that we solve, we show them how we're the solution, we mention features, we mention a money back guarantee, all these things. But many of us forget that we have to close the sale at the end. What's meant by this is that at the end of your sales pitch or whatever you put on the sales page, and it's time for your customer to make a decision whether to buy or not, They have questions in their heads. They have objections. How do you address those objections and close the sale without being in person in front of your customer like you normally would in a normal sales transaction? You talk about that in today's lesson. I'm going to give you exact strategies, what to put on your page to make sure you close those sales. Let's get into it, guys. Let's get down to business. Today's episode of The $100 MBA Show is sponsored by SumoMe. One thing I love about SumoMe is how easy it is to install and use on your website. You see, SumoMe is a suite of apps to help you build your email list and grow your website traffic. And boy, does it work. They power nearly half a million websites across the world. It works on every single website, and best of all, you can get it for free today. Just go to this link, 100mba.net slash SumoMe. Again, that's 100mba.net slash SumoMe. Every time you make a buying decision, regardless of how expensive that product or service is, you go through a series of questions in your head. And these questions are called objections. Your brain is trying to justify the purchase. This happens to us all, whether it's online, offline, and we all experience this. Even when it's a great deal, even when it's a no-brainer, there are still objections that come up in our head. It's just the way our brain works. If I told you right now that the next person that emails me will get two free tickets to London and there's no strings attached, you don't have to pay anything, just got to email me and say, hey, can I get those tickets? You're going to have objections in your head. I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. You might have just had those objections right now. These objections sound like this. Wow, this is a great deal, but I don't know if I can have the time off from work. I don't know who's going to take care of the dog. I can bring my significant other, but what about the kids? Who's going to take care of the kids? Am I going to have to pay for my kids too? Wow, that's going to be an expense. What about the other expenses once I get to London? Hotel, food. Boy, maybe these free tickets don't sound so good. Objections, objections, objections. So even when there is a killer deal, you'll have objections. And the whole job of closing the sale is to address these objections so it is a 100% no-brainer deal. And I want to show you how to do this on your website. So somewhere towards the end of your sales page, people are starting to make the decision if they want to buy. If you have a pricing page, that's usually the place too. When they check out the price and they evaluate, hmm, is this worth my money? And the objections start to crawl up. So what I want you to do right now or sometime today is list as many objections you can think of for your product or service. What are some of the common objections that you can think of. If you can't think of them all on your own, ask somebody who would be a customer of your product. Whether that's online, you can ask somebody in the $100 MBA Facebook group if you're in the $100 MBA or any other group that you're a part of. The point here is is that I want you to list at least 10 objections. 
Now you might be thinking, wow, that's a lot of objections. Actually, it's not. Most people have between six to 10 objections for every purchase. So I want you to write down 10. Now, once you have these objections, you're gonna wanna have to address these objections as concisely as possible. So have an answer to each objection. So say, for example, one of the objections for your product is it's too expensive. The answer to that could be, well, it could be even more expensive not to buy it. The return on investment for your product or service could actually earn the money. Or in fact, we're not expensive because we're competitively priced against the competition. You get the point. Have an answer for each objection of the 10 objections you've written down. Now, what are you going to do with these objections and answers? Well, below your pricing chart or your checkout button, you can create a little section for FAQs. Now, we do this at Webinar Ninja. You can check that out as an example if you'd like. Just go to webinarninja.co slash pricing, and below our pricing page or our pricing chart, you'll see our common FAQs. And they're not a lot. They're like six FAQs. And it's just a quick question and answer. The question is the objection. And the answer, obviously, is the answer to the objection. That's a great use of FAQs because objections are something they'll have right when they're about to check out. Answer those objections right then and there. That's how you close the sale. Now, another way to use your objections and answers to those objections is through testimonials. Now, obviously, I'm not asking you to create testimonials out of thin air. But when you ask for a customer's testimonial, you can ask them, hey, can you tell me what objection you had before you purchased and how that objection was addressed after you actually experienced my product or service? Frame the question so they can give you a testimonial that can serve you. So the testimonial will sound like this. I thought that webinars were technically difficult. I thought it'd be confusing and hard to manage a webinar. But when I used Webinar Ninja, I realized, hey, this is super simple. I created my webinar in seconds and was able to run it without a hitch. So there you go. There's a perfect example of using a testimonial or helping your customer form a testimonial that can serve you as answers to objections. And by the way, you're helping your customer out here. Customers are dying for direction when you ask them for a testimonial. Most of them are like, I don't even know what to say. I love your product, but I can't just say that in my testimonial. Or the opposite. They just ramble on and on and on, and it's not to the point concise. So giving them direction, asking them what objections you had before you bought and how those objections were addressed when you bought helps a whole lot. I got more on today's topic, but before that, let me give love to today's sponsor, Atlassian. Team up with Atlassian, makers of collaboration software that lets teams work and communicate better together. Atlassian is one of my favorite companies because they create real solutions to real challenges that businesses have. Let me tell you a little bit about some of their great apps that solve some major problems assign, track, and manage tasks for any project, no matter how complex, that's the clarity of Jira. Create and share content, organize results, and bring team members together and up to speed, that's the flexibility of Confluence. Instant message or video chat with your team from any device, that's the freedom of HipChat. Test, review, and manage code in real time, that's the power of Bitbucket. Best of all, Atlassian's products are easy to use. I love how clean and simple they make their software. Visit Atlassian.com and see how Jira, Confluence, HipChat, and Bitbucket can give your team everything you need to organize, discuss, and complete shared work. Atlassian.com, helping teams everywhere team up to create what's next. Guys, I know that many people feel uncomfortable with sales, but I want you to reframe the discussion in your head. And the reason why I'm doing this lesson, how to close the sale on your website, is to remind you that sales is a discussion And sometimes we don't give a good argument. We don't actually give enough information to our audience to make the right decision. They have questions in their head and it's your job to answer them. And by closing the sale 
on your website by answering the questions in their head, they actually feel like, hey, this person, this business really gets me. They know exactly what I'm thinking and they answer my questions before I need to ask them. So go ahead, get on your website and start closing the sale. All right, guys, that wraps up today's lesson. I hope you loved it. I hope you enjoyed it. I sure loved teaching it. I really did want to address this issue because I think it could really help a lot of people increase their conversions. So give it a try and let me know how it goes. Just email us at support at businessrepublic.net. I would love to hear how uh, some of the things that you try on the show works out for your business. Or of course, you could leave us an iTunes rating and review and let us know how it goes there. That way you could share with the rest of the listeners. All right, guys, that's it for me today. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. Your website, especially your sales pages, pricing pages, these things, these take time. You have to tweak them. You have to change them. You have to adjust them. You have to test them. So by adding these objections and the answers to these objections in FAQ form or testimonial form, you really add value to your website and you get to see what works and what doesn't. All right, guys, I hope that helps. I hope to see you in tomorrow's episode of Free Ride Friday. I'll see you then. Take care.